Hey guys, here's a message from someone who made all of this possible, and thanks for tuning in. Louisville, Kentucky, Louder Than Life returns September 27th through the 29th, Highland Festival Grounds at the Kentucky Expo Center with Guns N' Roses. Slipknot. Disturbed. Rob Zombie. Godsmack. Marilyn Manson. Plus, Stain and Ice Cube. Go to louderthanlifefestival.com for all ticket and lineup information. Louder Than Life. Tune in to All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Here are your hosts, Ryan Katz and Ian Illyrian. What's up? Welcome to another episode of All Things Music, presented by Liquid Sound Records. Ryan Katz here with Ian Illyrian. How's it going, man? It is going. It's going. Um, Sweet. First thing I want to uh, address real quick off the bat here so we can get started uh, is the winners of the contest for the uh, Louder Than Life Weekend Passes. Um, those winners are Maddie James, Sam Neary, Marlon Esliquit, and Matt Kalura. So if you hear your name there, and you some of you have already gotten your tickets from me, but if you hear your name and you haven't, please arrange with me um, how to acquire those tickets, and I will see you at Louder Than Life. Uh, so yeah, this is our second to last, uh, category for our countdown series. We've got classic rock today. We've got guilty pleasures, um, next week, and then we will have interviews galore with a lot of really cool, famous folks and successful folks. Um, we're, we, you know, we're going to louder than life in two weeks, two or three weeks, whatever it is. And we're going to have some pretty cool interviews for that. And as well as having guests in the studio here to do other interviews. So uh, you know, we'll get used to that format, but uh, soak in this countdown while it lasts because there's only two more left. Um, I'm excited for this one. I'm sure all of the uh, 40 and 50 year old listeners are also excited for this one. Classic rock. Um, anything you want to say about classic rock? Do we have any 40, 50 year old listeners? Oh yeah, at least on my end. Oh, mine too. I guess now I think about it. Yeah, I mean, there's 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 plenty. So, um, yeah. All right, uh, we want to just roll with it. All right, all right, cool. What is uh, your number ten classic rock song? Uh, well, it will be the Who. Who are you? So, as everybody knows, that one cop show. CSI? CSI, <coughs> yeah. man. Yeah, as soon as you hear that okay. opening little, bom, 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 that's real yeah. funky, you know? I love cop shows. 
Do you? Well, it's not a cop show. It's a, a crime oh, scene it's crime. show. I mean, that's... Like, w- crime police, investigation. Police are involved in crime investigation. Yeah, but it's like the guys that are at the stage. It's not like cops oh or live God. PD or something. It, you know, I'm, you know, I'm just... Or like uh, Blue Bloods. You know that one that all... I'm sure all of our audience listening to that I'm love looking, Blue I'm Bloods. looking at you with my, my <laughs> jaw open just because, like... You know what I'm talking about. Cops like, are cops, man. Invest- so, detectives... Detectives would be so mad if you called them just a cop. Well, they started off as cops. Yeah, but they got promoted to detective. <laughs> I know it's such a they're, they're still cops. I man. guess they're I still guess. Out here so yes, yeah, shows kind of like CSI or SVU or what are the, the, the NCIS all that. But yeah, that's that's the theme song of CSI. Yeah, and the and that uh, that song's just weird, man. I like it. So the Who is known, trippy. Yeah, so the Who is known to be kind of like a I don't want to call him a stoner. Rock. Oh, they're definitely a stoner rock. There's definitely yeah. some psychedelic in there. I know I know their drummer gets a lot of props for his talents. I don't know his name. I can't remember, but uh Yeah, I can't remember either. Yeah, he's uh he's uh, usually in if you type in top 10 drummers of all time, he's usually in that countdown. So that's cool. Cool. Um That's good number 10. I mean, like I said, it you know that right off the bat that funky riff. Oh, uh, yeah. That nice little bass line and then the harmonizing, "Who are you?" Yeah. Who, who, who? <laughs> and then there's a part where he goes, "I really want to know." Um. <laughs> yeah, so cool, cool song. I got nothing really bad to say about it. Better not. Better not. Number ten. Uh, you never know with number ten. So, um, my number ten is uh, quite the mainstream tune, but it is "Carry On, Wayward Son" by Kansas. So that song instantly reminds me of, first of all, the guitar is amazing, but beside that, my favorite, probably my favorite scene ever in a South Park episode. You ever seen the Guitar Hero South Park episode? Oh, yeah. So they're playing this song in, I think it's like, uh, it's Stan's living room, because all the kids are around and they're playing this song, and they're like, yeah, 100,000 points, yeah, get to 500,000. They're all like, all like, oh, yeah, it's so cool. And then, so Stan's dad walks in and and he hears the song, and he's like, oh, man, they must really like this. Let me show them how cool this is. So he goes and gets his real guitar and his real amp, and he starts playing the... Uh, and the kids are looking at him like, Dad, what are you doing? That's not cool. And he like <laughs> walks out so defeated. It's really funny, because it's, like, it's so true. The thing about Guitar Center... that Or Guitar Center, wow. Freudian slip. Uh, guitar Hero <laughs> is that people who played it always thought they were going to be good guitarists. You know, I was like, yeah, man, I'm sick at Guitar was that Hero. You? No, I never played. I was <laughs> so anti-Guitar Hero because of the kids that were always like, oh, yeah, that, I could translate real well with real guitar. Okay, really? So flapping a little, uh, you know, a little stick thing and then pressing some buttons on her neck, that's the same. That's totally the same. Hell, yeah. Yeah. So, and then they had what? They had Drum Hero, right? Well, I played rock band and okay. fun fact... Rock band playing drums actually uh, 
kind of started my drum career. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we come from different paths then because I was so anti that stuff. Just because people would always... It, it had a place, though, because there was, like, songs from bands that people didn't know until they were, like, placed on those video games. Mm-hmm. So, like, Lame of God's uh, Walk With Me in Hell, like, that was not exactly a mainstream tune. And then it was put on uh, Guitar Hero. And the cool thing about Guitar Hero, the one cool thing, is that if you want to challenge yourself, you'll go ahead and pick a song you don't know. Because if you pick a song you know, it's just so easy. And a lot of the people wanted to beat their own records and stuff. So they're like, oh, who's this Lamb of God band? Sure, I'm going to play their, play their song. And then that's how, oh, this song's kind of cool. So yeah, I guess it, it has a place. Anyways, this song is just such a classic rock anthem. It combines hair metal, it combines uh, progressive rock. Kansas is known as a progressive rock band. That's the umbrella they fall under. So if you really want to think about it, we would not have Gent without Kansas or other bands in that same umbrella. Maybe this should have been in your Gent list. Oh, yeah. No, that would not have worked. <laughs> um, but no, that there's just they use different time signatures. It's real, uh, really fun to listen to. It's one of the only... You'll see classic rock is full of corny songs. You know, that's just kind of what defined the 60s, 70s, 80s, especially 80s. Just corny right. music. My list will not have any corny music, maybe except for this song. It's just one of those that... This is one of those songs, I'm not going to lie, it is kind of corny. It is, but it's one that you'd karaoke or whatever, but... I mean, not me, I can't sing. Okay. I, I won't karaoke it. Not even when you're drunk? No, definitely Really? Not. It Hell just doesn't no. get this the, song, this the song butterflies? This song hurts me, man. This song hurts you? Like, um, you know, I don't. It's know. so corny. It hurts. Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> but there are classic rock songs you would karaoke. Yeah, on your list, I'm sure, or something. Maybe. Okay. Well, on that note, what's your number nine? Oh, was not prepared. <laughs> oh, that gets you off the spot there. You got me off the spot, man. Um, all right. Number nine is gonna be ACDC back in. Black. Yeah, I mean, what's there to say? It's ACDC. It reminds me of uh, either motorcycle but like dudes or like monster truck rallies. Or so me. Oh yeah, totally. That's totally <laughs> you. No, it's probably any kind of athletic thing. They always play this high school football games. Oh my god, it's either this or Thunderstruck. Um, yeah. God, uh, high school football games. That brings me back. Uh, like what? Like two years ago? I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, no, so, you, you know, it's a good song. ACDC, it's a very debatable topic if they are considered one of the forefounder, fa- forefathers of metal or not because it's, there is a little bit of that that tightness, that aggression, but it's still ACDC, so it's like... I don't think about things like that. I think it's just, I mean, it's rock, man. I'm the genre it's police. Class. Come on, just yeah. no, just just and put it on me. So yeah, you know, <laughs> better get the caution tape out, man. Exactly. 
Um, no, I, I don't know. I think I don't necessarily think that they're one of the forefathers of metal because we'll get to that. There are some on both of our lists who are those. Um, but I, Angus Angus Young, I think is his name. The singer. Yeah. Uh, you when you hear his voice, you don't think, oh, who's that? Like you know right away that that's ACDC. No one else on this planet can sing like that guy. Billy Corgan. Billy Corgan. Help me out. Who's he from? Smashing Pumpkins. No, it's not the same. <laughs> you know what? And hear me out. Okay. Billy Corgan sounds like a sickly Angus Young. Ooh. <laughs> now I'm never going to hear Smashing Pumpkins the same. <laughs> Interesting. That's fine. But nobody is nobody is the sound that ACDC is. It's kind of like Aerosmith. When you hear Aerosmith, you, you know it's Aerosmith. Because Steven Tyler has that signature. Like it's like a smoky, almost like a... Um, I don't know, a wheezy like, type of like voice. Like he has smokers long. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, that, there's a specific... Because some of these classic rock bands just blend in so much, just like other genres. But that's what I like about ACDC is even if you're not a fan of them, you know right away who they are. And I think more bands should aspire to do that in some way. Because um, maybe... Marketing. In, maybe in 30 years, our kids will be having a podcast with a, with a classic rock oh, countdown. Man. And maybe they won't pick... A band that we like because they just didn't have any differentiation. In Thirty years. Thirty years. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes sense. What I'm, kind of I'm, music I'm do you think will be in thirty years? Oh, I don't fucking know. It's gonna be like. It's gonna be like just UFO noises. No, because no, no, no. Because we're getting too af- too far ahead of ourselves. You know that our parents said the same shit about 2019. What? That. Music in 2019 would be a bunch of UFO noises. Well, <laughs> I, don't don't. I mean, I mean, I could say not, something. I could. Yeah, say something. but no. But in general, it kind of is. No, it kind of only is. if you're looking electronic. I'm speaking in, well, even in hip hop, man. Some of the stuff. The they new make Taylor Swift sound, album sounds, is the like. Okay, you that's, know that's dude, what I'm that's saying. Taylor Swift, man. but that's what's popular. No, you know what's popular. Well, Tool beat Taylor Swift, so we want to go not. there. Yeah, it's Slipknot and Tool. Oh, yeah, so... Sure, but... Th- but what, what is really But what's going to have more now? longevity? Anyways, <laughs> the point being is that I don't want to go too far and say that in 30 years, music will be alien noises or whatever, because it's just like Space Odyssey 2001. When they came out with that movie, they thought in 2001 there would be... UFOs, aliens, and flying cars, and all well, this stuff. Well, there is. They're just hitting in Area 51. Well, okay, that's debatable. But but the point being, something that I can't stand is when people predict way too radically. Right. You know? It's like, be a little bit realistic. So, like, yeah, there's going to be some differences, obviously. I mean, hell, there could be 12-string guitar gent or uh, some completely random new form of, of dubstep. But what... What you say a lot that that's really is coming to fruition over and over again is that things just keep repeating. So like, yeah, '80s trends will come back and they'll just be a little bit modernized to be what something new. Well, and that's like in the fashion uh, world right now. It's kind of a thing. Um, it's it was the '80s. Now it's transitioning to the '90s, but we're also it's like every five years. So this is getting to be the end of. 2019 yeah. going into 2020. Right. Now everything's kind of transitioning into the 90s. 
So modernized. Let me know when when is it, when is the look of like the high jeans with the tucked in shirts. When's that coming back? You remember like the, probably the full house look. Probably honestly sooner than later because You're kidding. No, because it's the most unflattering look, well, especially for it. men. Think about it. More and more people are wearing fanny packs, right? No, who? Lots of <laughs> lots of fashion forward people and stuff in like New really? York and Fifth Ave. Yeah, I mean, shit, I got one right here. Yeah, but I wouldn't call that a fanny pack. This, this is a fanny pack, man. This is a fanny. Okay, pack. maybe that's a fanny pack with but Russian it, words on it, by the way. Anyway, <laughs> are you a spy? Maybe. Mm. But no, um, the, all the indie kids and stuff. I went to this ska show or sure. emo show, but it was all young. Younger people's weird. I don't know, but whatever. Mm. Um, but they were all kind of looked like some out of a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was okay. the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my sure. life, and it was random as hell. But it was exactly like '90s modernized. Okay, right, exactly. That's kind of what because I I think Tarantino stuff is with technology being what it is. And again, we've talked about music or fashion. Almost everything we do these days is such a young industry fashions i mean fashion's older than music but i mean modern fashion's not um it ties into each other right so like you can only reinvent the wheel so many times until you just start repeating things. and that's and that's the cycle of right cycle life so that's why i i temper those like futuristic expectations because it's just there unless somebody and it happens you know, dubstep wasn't created out of thin air. No one did that in the in the '70s or whatever. But it's new. Like you, well, the people kind of did. Okay, well, that's, but that's another slope. thing. We'll yeah. talk about that another time. But you, you see, what I'm saying, like, the, occasionally somebody will be so innovative that they really, truly come up with something new that no one's ever done. But that is so rare that it's almost like the wheel just keeps spinning. So, yep, big wheels keep on turning. What's Rolling. your, what's your, uh, <laughs> um, all right. Yeah. We got way off track there. <laughs> uh, my number nine is Buffalo Springfield for what it's worth. There's something happening here, but what it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop, children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down So that song is just so eerie. Like That's what I hear. It's very dark, but in a not, you know... Uh, it doesn't radiate darkness. Kind of got sound like Discord. Like, yeah, yeah, something. yeah. So it was written about what was going on at the time, which was Vietnam, and just everything with Vietnam was so new. You know, af- after World War II and the Korean War, which very were so quick to each other, then we had this period in the fifties of just peace, and we never thought we were going to go back into a draft and do all these horrific things again. And it was a whole new generation, and this new generation of the baby boomers was so, or as pre baby boomer. Um, well, I think part of it was baby boomers, but they were so, uh, they weren't conditioned to war. So when war was happening, 
it was probably the biggest time that the United States has had a revolution of sorts. You know, there's so much activism, more than we've ever experienced as as millennials or whatever you, you would call us. Um, and from that came all these amazing songs. Um, that's why the 70s, to me, if you pick between 60s, 70s, 80s, which is what classic rock is usually under, the 70s by far are, are the prime era of classic rock because everything has so much meaning and you could tell music wasn't written for labels it wasn't written for for a single purpose other than rebellion or a statement or revolution or something of that you know type of thing and that's kind of what this was about it just the lyrics are so just uh, disturbing you know stop there's a, there's a man with a gun over there you know what's that sound everybody look what's going down it's just pretty uh it's not peaceful, you know. It's it's and and this song is used in so many movies with Vietnam themes. Hell, it's used in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> yeah. So that tells you all you need to know about that. Uh, you know anything about Buffalo Springfield or the song? Um, not really. Yeah. What's interesting though about the seventies is um, not only was it a good time for music, but it was a good time for technological advances in music. There's a lot of major um, like consoles and other stuff out at the period of the time, which I think kind of made the music that was being made at the time sure. sound different. And um, still to this day, we've never been able to fully replicate that sound, and those pieces of hardware back then are still being used this day and are highly sought after. And like it's it's a expensive. rustic sound that you, you have a hard it's time. Just, it's, it's very authentic. Very authentic, very yeah. gritty, very mm-hmm. warm. Yep. Um, which Fuzzy. You don't, yeah, which you don't <laughs> get with modern equipment. No. no. And, and I'll we talk just don't have, the, we don't have the ability to even sure. build stuff like that anymore. Right. And I'll so. talk about this, and there's a couple of songs I have this in mind for way later in the countdown, but there are certain songs that, as a guitarist... I would love to replicate the tone, and I just can't. I could wow. try as hard as I can to get the exact pedal board that this person had, or the exact. You know what it everything. is? What's that? Those Neve ten seventy threes, man. What's that? It's the uh, Danny Coleman uses them. Oh, okay. I use them too, um, but I think he has the real versions. Mm. I have the emulator, the UAD stuff, but it's sure. very close. Well, doesn't sound cheap. Huh? It doesn't oh. sound cheap. Well, just for one ten seventy three. Now I think it's. Well, I would I would imagine that's why the emulators are probably more popular dollars. than the real hardware. Huh? The emulators are probably more popular than the real hardware because of that cost differential. Right, but you can never really fully replicate what the hardware is. The closest no. is probably going to be the UAD stuff. Cause yeah. I, but anyway, it was a very good time for technological advances, mm-hmm. and that's why that whole era sounds different. Sure. Well, that not only that, but in the studio, you most of the time do everything on one take, whole band, whole band recording. Because they had uh, they had tape tracks. Yeah, you had to do so everything. You, you tape. got all of the, the the scars, I would call them, in the song, the mistakes that that makes it real. Makes it real. Like you listen to it from a musician standpoint, you're like, oop, he might have messed up a little bit there, but it makes the song what it is. Exactly. So, like for those that don't know, in today's world. You'll have a drummer go in and record drums first by himself, just just through through listening to raw Not guitar tracks. Not even that, but they use um, superior drummer 
Well, you Unless can do that if yeah. You, I think yeah. Honestly, there's a lot of 90, adopted snares. Ninety-eight percent of people do that mm-hmm. now, right? And then you go in and and you do guitars, and then you do bass, and then you do vocals. So like you're not at all the entire time in the studio playing as one band, even though the end product sounds like you are. Mm-hmm. And it makes things you can go in there and literally change up to the millimeter or whatever. Uh, what sound you specifically want? If there is just like a, a the hi hat was just a little too loud at the end, cut it. Boom, done. Yep. Um, you just didn't do that back then. There was no way you to couldn't. do that. No. So I think that's where the authenticity you comes from. You can do from. super, super minor editing. Sure. And that's like cutting tape and, you know, It was much like more that. labor intensive. Oh, yeah. And probably cost more because the labels are paying for you to be in the studio. And at that time... I don't know if it costs more because at that time that was the standard. You knew what to expect. Um, yeah, but you're now, also paying an engineer who's to to do those things. Well, yeah, and the, but the, the resources back then were a lot more available available than they are now. Sure. So it just is different time, but yeah. I don't think it. I would love to talk to someone who right. was actually in this era that recorded and just see like almost like take them to a studio today and be like, so how different is this? And they'd probably be just like, this maybe is that's not the something same we can work at, on at all. Yeah, right. Maybe we should uh, find somebody. Yeah, maybe. All right, uh, we got uh, number eight for you. Number eight for me is going to be Van Halen, Running with the Devil. I mean, there's a reason why they make Van Halen guitar amps. Yes, so I was going to say in, in my response was that the EVH 5150 is literally the most sought-out half-stack in rock. Yeah. So And it's expensive. And so. uh, <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> right, that tone. Ugh. But go ahead. Yeah, I mean, that's I'm, I don't have really much to say. It's just very... Just that very... They capture that classic sound mm-hmm. to a T. I mean, when you think like classic rock van halen mm-hmm. i mean no what else is there to say and to be fair know? and this is going to trigger some of our listeners but uh we're not talking sammy hagar van halen here we're talking I, at least i'm not talking sammy hagar van halen i'm talking david lee roth van halen this is david lee roth mm-hmm. I, have you heard sammy hagar version yeah it's just not he doesn't have very powerful vocals comparatively i would agree so when you have someone like Eddie Van Halen, who is an amazing axeman, and then you have David Lee Roth, who can just belt out anything, it's just so powerful for that era. Um, and then David Lee Roth leaves, and Sammy Hagar goes to vocals, and it just turns into Eddie Van Halen with Bob Dylan vocals. And you're like, <laughs> this is not cool. That's funny. But some people really enjoy the Sammy Lee Hagar I mean, yeah. stuff. I personally just don't... I think it's a totally different brand. I think what they should have done is changed... We've talked about this before, but changed your brand because it doesn't sound like the same band. The, right. The, the power of a front man is so underestimated by the casual listener because 
there are bands, countless bands over the years that have changed frontmen or front women and turn into either like went from garbage to amazing or amazing to garbage like like that. I mean, so fast. So um, this is just one great example of it. But during the David Lee Roth era with Running with the Devil or um, Hot for Teacher or Panama, those those tunes are just uh, timeless because again, that that amount of power i keep saying power it's energy energy Energy. (laughs) i mean it's kind of both um but it it is not easily replicated in that era so it speaks to this era because it's much more prevalent now so i don't know it's it's cool anthems i think yeah good uh, strip club music (laughs) i don't know about that no we must go to to different Uh, places i don't go to strip clubs so i'm just saying that to say it oh So um, all right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that one was on my list, but uh, I took it off because I didn't want duplicates like last week. Uh, with that being said, let me pull up my list here. Uh, my number eight song is Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Ohio. Before I go on with my reason, which is rather obvious, Ian, do you know what the song's about? No. Okay. So, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, Neil Young, you know, a couple other guys here. They're very, very uh, talented, folky, classic rock group. Um, in May fourth, nineteen seventy, at Kent State, uh, the government, essentially the National Guard, killed four students um, and injured. I think nine others, um, because they were protesting the Vietnam War. I went to Kent State, so that was very much something we learned about. Right. That they give you guys a book when you go to Kent they State. They have books, they have classes. Yep. You don't have to take the classes, but it's an elective. Um, but anytime you walk through the field going to Taylor Hall, which almost everybody does because it's in the middle of the campus, you see the victory bell, which is what, what uh, they, they rang when they were protesting. You see the art sculpture with bullet holes still in it. Um, and then you see the plots of where the bodies were dead when they were shot and killed. Um, so the song is about that. Uh, again, in 1970, actually, so it was May 4th, so in late April 1970, Nixon announced that they were invading Cambodia, which was not part of the plan of the Vietnam right. War. It was more of an expansion because at the time... America just wanted to get rid of communism, and that was that. Anything that was communist whatsoever, it was our job as the world police to get rid of the communist countries. So we kept doing that. We're, oh, we're in the region. Might as well go to Cambodia and, and expand our power. Um, and that wasn't taken very well by a lot, like I said, a lot of the activists at the time who were very passionate about what was going on in the world. Um, and there were other protests at colleges, but there the one at Kent State was so, uh, it just came to a head because even 
the night or two, I think it was two nights prior to this, the ROTC Army building at Kent State burnt down. And downtown was ransacked. And all of these people, and these were, yes, people came from out of town, but these were all students too because at a very liberal college, it's just something that was on everybody's minds. Um, so on May 4th, they went and protested in, in, in mass. I mean, thousands of people. And the National Guard was called in by the governor of Ohio at the time. And uh, towards the end, the governor, so things were getting really bad. And the, the leader of the National Guard said, all right, we're going to at least point our muskets toward them or whatever guns they were at the time. They were single shot. And uh, there's a debate what happened henceforth. But someone, I think someone shot a gun accidentally and they thought it was in order to, to shoot. So they shot these kids who were doing nothing of violence as far as these, the National Guard wasn't in any immediate danger. Yes, they were throwing back the tear ga- tear gas cans at them and other things. But these National Guard guys are they got much full better. army and oh, they're yeah. disciplined, even in nineteen seventy trained. Yeah, so soldiers it, exactly. So it, there was no excuse for it whatsoever. One of the guys that died actually was just walking to class. He was not protesting. He was just literally walking to class. Got shot and dead. So it made the news so much because it was the first time in recordable history of the United States that our own government has shot and killed our people. So that was kind of waking the beast. The beast was already pretty woke, but when you when you did something like that, then then activism just became even more because after that other college campuses were doing similar things, some other bad things happened, nothing like Kent State, but it was it was just a really awful thing. So Crosby Stills Nash and Young saw that and they wanted to write a song about it. So what did they do? They ended up going to the very top roof of one of the dorms at what's called Tri Towers. And this is probably the tallest buildings besides the library on campus. And they went up there because you can see the field where everything happened. And they wrote this whole song while they were on that roof uh, overlooking the whole area. And it just, it's really, the, the lyrics are, 10 soldiers and Nixon's coming, we're finally on our own. This summer I hear them drumming, four dead in Ohio. And it's just like... Damn. Some serious shit. It really is. So that song is timeless for me. Just it's classic rock song that means means a lot, especially because I've walked through that area. Oh, yeah, and we live time. literally yes. five, ten minutes from Kent. Right. So, so. It's, yeah, it's been crazy. <laughs> so that's my story on that song, and it's a really good song other than that, too. So um, switch it up. What is What number are we on? Seven? Seven, I think. Yep. Um. <clears throat> Seven for me is going to be Led Zeppelin, Whole Lot of Love. So uh, Led Zeppelin, pretty legit. Oh yeah. I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I just I the, the weird uh, plane landing guitar sound. I don't know what to call that. But, it's uh, almost like a uh, a car. Yeah, it's kind of yeah. sweet. 
Yeah, it's pretty cool. And even they even somehow made it to modulate through the or oscillate through the uh, speakers, yeah. which is neat. Um, this is a band I was talking about that is another debatable Godfathers of Metal. Um, yeah, and this one's more justified because they do a lot of things even though you don't hear like super distorted guitars or anything they do a lot of things as far as their composition goes that are really aggressive um i don't know i i love it's very groovy so you mean this wasn't greta van fleet (laughs) 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 no it's i mean it's just like they have a groove no it's very rhythmatic no yeah Definitely. Rhythmatic. You did it again. You did that like three episodes ago. I don't know why I do that. (laughs) It's all good. Um, Yeah, why this song? Um, Well, there's like a couple songs that I like. This song in particular, um, actually my my one set of grandparents used to listen to it all the time, and I think it just kind of grew on me. Sure. Okay. Um, I mean, that's really just it. I mean, yeah. It's a good song. Yeah, I like it's, it. It's a good song for sure, and there's that's why I ask because there's so many really good Led Zeppelin tracks. Black Dog would have been right. my choice, but there's a lot of really good Zeppelin tracks, and I learned a lot of my beginning guitar on a lot of their stuff. So right, really, really good stuff. So I got nothing else to say about it other than I mean, it's Led Zeppelin, yeah, man. What Led is there Zeppelin. to say? Right. And if you were in the '70s and you didn't own a black with silver writing Led Zeppelin T-shirt, you probably <laughs> needed to go shopping because yeah. that was. I got even a, even the non-burnouts wore those. Hey man, I still even got one. I got the Mothership shirt. So. Do you? Oh yeah. Is it like a replica or is it like from that era? I think it's from Hot Topic. Ah, uh, <laughs> busted! It's all good. It's hard to get something like that from that era. So, all right, my number seven. I'm gonna turn up the notch here. This is the Scorpions with "Rocky Like a Hurricane." How can you not headbang when you hear that hook, dude? Dude, I not a big Here fan. Here I am. No, and it's it's like the ultimate air show music too. I, I, I was just, just at the Cleveland Air Show and like they they play like all this kind of stuff, real like anthemy sounding music. It's perfect for that. I just don't like things like like what would this be like hair metal? Hair metal, absolutely. I'm not hair a metal, big glam hair metal. metal person. I'm man. normally not either. I can't stand Bon Jovi. I don't like some of these other groups that like uh uh, Warrant or Wasp or some of those other groups like that, but Scorpions, man. <laughs> Germany's <laughs> finest. Oh, boy. Yes. Um, just gets you pumped. That's like gym music almost. Gym music? Hell I mean, yeah. When's the last time you've been to the gym? Not now. I'm saying like <laughs> 80s gym music. Come on. And no, I haven't been to the gym in a while. I just went to the doctor today and found <laughs> out I gained 15 pounds in a Jesus year. Jesus so. Christ. Well, hey, man, I just got a. Planet <laughs> Fitness membership of Black Card. Oh, so I don't fuck around with Planet Fitness. Well, let me just tell you. Sorry, ya, Planet Fitness. Don't sponsor this podcast. I don't fuck around with he, y'all. Let me just tell you. Mm. I can bring a guest for free. So mm. when you feel like losing those 15 pounds. I don't feel like abiding to ridiculous rules in the gym. Oh, like, you made a. Uh, you got to get kicked out. Here's a hunk alarm. I like it. 
until you screw up and then they make I you just, feel about this big. Oh, there's they don't, it's not as bad as you think. At least my mm. the one I go to. Yet. Just wait. Just wait. You'll man. screw up and then the alarm will go off and the, <laughs> some idiot in purple shirt will come out and be like, You Yeah. What'd you do? You screwed up. Like, do they have cameras? I know we're getting off track. Do they have cameras on, like, every single person that walks in so they know mm. when someone grunts? Because that's against the rules. You can't you can't lift without going, ugh, like once. Have you ever been to a gym and heard really in, all of, like, the college Yes, but bros? it doesn't bother me. That's that's the why they do that. But why does that the, bother people? In the gym, I think it's annoying as hell, dude. I have to deal with people on a daily basis. You're literally <laughs> suppressing a natural thing that you do when you lift something i think it's just people being dramatic yeah snowflakes and i never use that term but that's what it is <laughs> like if i if i'm gonna pay and i know it's like ten dollars a month or something really cheap but if i'm gonna pay to for a service i don't want these fucking rules you want to go Ugh, no i just don't uh, want rules it's not clang, just that and then clang metal around and oh stuff god i like clanging metal um <laughs> <laughs> no it's it's just not it's just not not something I would. I don't like. I don't like being told what to do. So like, if I'm gonna pay, I'm definitely don't want to be told oh what to boy. do. Oh boy. So, anyways, where were we? Anyways, yes, it was '80s gym music. <laughs> Digress. What is your number six? Uh number six is I'm trying to get to my notes. Ah, uh, yes, Guns and Roses knocking on heaven's door. Feels like I'm knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Hey, 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 yeah. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. Knock, knock, knocking on heaven's Damn. No. It feels good <laughs> to be an American. <laughs> so, you know the, uh, you've seen Joe Dirt, right? Yeah. You know yeah. Kid Rock's character? Yeah. That's what this reminds me of. <laughs> Someone like that. Or I love this song, man. Uh, knock, knock, knocking on heaven's door. It's so, like, you know that's forced. That's not how he just hey, sings. Hey, man. It sounds good to me, and those power guitars, dude. Uh, it's so talk about cheesy. We talked about cheesy at the beginning. I don't think that's fucking oh cheesy. Oh my god, this is literally like. Uh, this is a strip club song. What the hell? Yes. I want to know what kind of. No, I'm not talking strip club exactly. That's to. what I'm talking about. These backwoods clubs, like, like West Virginia strip club. Well, it doesn't have to. Be. It can be in Southern Ohio for all we care. Southern Ohio and West Virginia is kind of the same thing. <laughs> they are neighboring true. neighboring states, you know. But yeah, it's like the 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 dive bars. You know, it's not. The only uh, dive bar I really go to is Thursdays, and they definitely don't play this well, there. Well, that's not. I don't consider that a dive bar per se. It's more of a dive venue, if you will. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah oh, i uh, uh guns and roses if i had to pick a guns and roses song it would be not this one <laughs> it would be probably welcome to the jungle this is just uh i hate welcome to the jungle man i don't know i don't really I like welcome that much at all cheesy. anyways or maybe november rain but that's even then i just not a huge fan especially axel's a cock um slash is awesome when he's with miles kennedy and this conspiracy. i like slash's uh aesthetic man yeah 
You want to get those like long curly locks? Yeah, those big ass and top, top hat. hat. He yeah. was kind of emo before emo was a thing. I don't think that's emo, dude. He was emo. Emo is about straight long hair. This is curls for days, dude. I don't think. I Name don't... a little emo kid. that Looks like a little Jewish guy. That's what that's what Slash looks like. Ryan Katz. No, I had curly hair when I was growing <laughs> up, but no, uh, I wouldn't put him in emo. Hell, Velvet. Revol- you remember he was in Velvet Revolver? Yeah. Yeah, dude. He was lit in that band. That was a good band. That's what it sounds like. I re-listen to this and I'm going to be like, wow, I fucking sound retarded. I don't care. Um, yeah, I, I'm not a fan of Guns N' Roses at hey, all. Hey, man. But to each their own. Why'd you pick this? Especially this song. Is there a meaning behind it or you just like the song? Uh, Well, it sounds pretty good in my car. That's really it. That's what it came down I to. I mean, yeah. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I don't know, man, I'm always close to death, dude. Oh, is that the case? So, you know, sure. Well, we'll touch on that with one of the songs on my list coming up too here, but uh to get that over with. My number 6 <laughs> is Iron Maiden, The Trooper. By far, my favorite new wave of British heavy metal band is Iron Maiden. These guys are insane. Uh, whether you want to call it thrash or not, it's 80s metal, but it's not hair metal. It's just good shit. Bruce Dickinson is one of those singers that you can tell immediately on vocals who it is. He also f- flies 747s. He's a certified uh, 747 pilot, so that's just awesome. And actually, their tour in, I don't remember what year, you can look it on YouTube, they toured the world. And instead of going on a tour bus, he just flew them around in this giant jumbo jet. How cool is that? That is pretty neat. It's dope. How do you get the money to buy that thing? They rented it from a different airline. Oh, right on. Yeah, which still costs a lot of money, but right. they're also I mean, Iron Maiden, and they're selling jet. out arenas in 2019. Right. So, I mean, these guys are one of my favorite bands of all time. Love Iron Maiden. Um, yeah, the song itself is really cool. It's just about going to war. They actually have a beer called Iron Maiden's The Trooper. It's a full beer, like a line. So that's pretty sick. Um, they also have a really cool pinball machine. When I go to visit my parents in North Carolina, there's a pinball machine at one of these shops that's Iron Maiden themed, and I want to like buy it because <laughs> like every they got Number of the Beast on there, like all the really cool stuff. I don't know. I'm really into. Do you, do you know much about Iron Maiden at all? Uh, not really. No. Do you like any new wave of British heavy metal, which is like an Iron Maiden, a Judas Priest, that type of? Thing? Yeah, I listen to it. Um. Just not much. Okay, fair enough. Not I, not like super crazy into it. Yeah, it's no. a it's it's just fun, and it's not there's no frills, you know, for that era, which mm-hmm. the eighties was so just over, just oversaturated with frills, you know. I don't think there's too many frills in Iron Maiden or Judas Priest or others. Although lots of leather, 
So there is that. And Iron Maiden is one of the few bands out there, if not the only band, still rocking three guitarists. Which, as a guitarist, I can tell you that is extremely difficult to do, to synchronize yourself with two other guys like that. Uh, but you can hear it in the riffing. Their riffing's so unique because of it. So, um, Yeah, that's my number six. Number of the Beast, number six. What <laughs> is your uh, number five? Uh, the Cars, Just What I Needed. Hell yeah, dude. Love the cars. Yeah, I, I don't mind them. Definitely not like my favorite or my least favorite. I think they go in the middle for me. But Yeah, I just really like uh, like 80s type stuff. Well, that's so broad. Like, What do you mean by that? Like stuff like this. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that really helps M- our listeners. M- MTV. Yeah, well, I don't know. This is, a, I guess it's a little MTV. My grandfather used to always, um, well, he still does, listen to 80s mm. and then just bands like this. So okay. I grew up with this stuff. So what I would call this band or this song at least, you know how like commercials will use 80s music to like cuz it relates to products. Yeah. This is one of those. So like <laughs> actually, Oh god. Funny. Like a Viagra commercial. Just what I needed. <laughs> you know did. what I mean though? I needed some help. Yeah, exactly. But they life. they do that or um <laughs> what's the one that's Applebee's does this a lot. All their Applebee's commercials are are, are I've noticed that, yeah. 80s music of some kind, so um that's where I think of it, but I like it. I mean, I don't hate it. That's just how it's better than Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> so, anything else to say about that one? Uh, not really, man. It's a staple no. of the '80s. So, yeah. I mean, it, everybody knows it. So, definitely fits the uh, description here. Yeah. My number five is Blue Oyster Cult. Don't fear the Reaper. Need more cowbell. another song that's progressive rock to an extent but what i really like about this one is it's very dark it's literally saying all right we're gonna die you and me we're gonna die today but don't be afraid we're gonna go fly away like, that's <laughs> fucked up but it's 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 a cool song and, and i didn't get to include it in the clip because it didn't have any vocals in the area but there's a part where the song stops and it just goes into this Imagine a metal solo with no distortion. It's really unique, and they use a lot of different time signatures and stuff. But I love this song. And there's a skit on Saturday Night Live where, because they use cowbell in the song, dong 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 dong. And there's a skit where I think it's Will Ferrell has a cowbell. Need more cowbell, and they just keep playing it over and over. So that's why I said that at the beginning. But uh, Caleb, you never heard the song. Oh, I've heard of it. 
Oh, I thought you said you didn't. No, I never said that. Okay. I uh, it's one of the first songs I learned on drums, man. Oh shit! Uh, I can play it on guitar, so. We'll All right, looks like we'll have to jam it out sometime. That's right. Don't fear the reaper. Just take my hand. <laughs> oh <God>. no, hobo! <laughs> All right. Uh, what are we on for? Yes, sir. What do you got for four? ZZ Top, sharp dressed man. So, all these, uh, all my next songs are basically going to be influenced by my grandfather. His okay. name is Ron. Right. Um, however, Ron showed little Ian a lot of songs growing sure. up, and it was basically all this type of stuff. So, this is like basically a playlist dedicated to him. Does Ron own a motorcycle? Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> it's basically, he listens to this, so he's going to. Sure. Kind of maybe roll in his non-existent grave when he listens, but <laughs> um, I almost feel like I'm kind of a younger version of him because we have a lot of the same tastes and interests. That must even be a in, good compliment, then. E- yeah, well, even in music, and uh, yeah, this is this is one of his favorite songs, which so, is ironically one of my favorite songs. And so, so are these yeah. other ones. <laughs> Ron, correct me if I'm wrong if you're listening. I'm pretty sure that everybody in the band has a giant beard except for the drummer. But the funny part is the drummer has the hairy drum set. You oh, you're right. The you're fur, right. The fur yes. drum set. Is it this music video or something different? I don't, I don't know, but I actually saw their instruments they have at the... At the Rock Hall. Yep. Yep. Yep, they do. Yep. Um, fun fact for you: the first ever Rock on the Range in Columbus, Ohio, it was headlined by ZZ Top. Really? Yep. Back in '06 or '07, I think it was '07. Did not know year. that. Yeah. So I I love ZZ Top stuff. It's biker music, but it's good music. Um, Speaking of Danny Wimmer presents Louder Than Life, Ohio boys are going to Kentucky. Whoop! Yep. Getting excited for that. We're we're hopefully. I don't want to promise anything. Might have some fun interviews for you guys to listen to when we come back. But uh, yeah, so ZZ Top, good stuff. Good stuff. I have no complaints on that one, really. Um, <clears throat> my number four is Rush Limelight. Canada's best right there. <laughs> um, Love Rush. Uh, Neil Pert is quite possibly the greatest drummer of all time. You know what's funny? I actually, one of my first pairs of drumsticks were Neil Pert uh, yeah. signature sticks. Sick. 
That's awesome. Yeah, so. I love everything about Rush. Um, they don't make a bad song. Their songs are very long, um, but that's progressive rock for you. With Again, without them, there'd be no gent. Guys like Rush, Emerson Lake and Palmer, Jethro Tull, Crimson, King Crimson, that group of people, of bands, uh, defined what metal is today. So big Dream theater for them. Well, that would be later on, but yeah, I know. But uh, yeah. Dream Theater is like literally would be modernness. Yes, absolutely. Like nine minute songs mm-hmm. and like crazy stuff. Right. Um, yeah, everybody in that band just rushes is, is ultimate. And you either love them or you hate them, um, and I love them. So, any thoughts on them? Getty Lee has a crazy voice. I love his voice. Yeah, it's very uh, unique. They've mm-hmm. always been unique and different. Uh, like I said, Neil Peart. Yeah. I mean... Worship, bow down. Yeah, especially come from a drumming background. Mm-hmm. Gotta have respect for the guy. So and his, he, What does he have, like a 30-piece set or something, something ridiculous? really stupid, and he uses all of all <laughs> He the uses pieces, all of them, yeah. Which is... Takes some talent. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I've seen a video, like, with... It's, like, a above shot yeah. where he goes around the whole set. Cause there's, yeah. It, there's, I don't know how he gets out, because there's no way to get out. It's, like, around the whole throne, and he's just back and forth doing all yeah, kinds of crazy sweet. stuff. So, well, pretty cool. All right, uh, what do we got? Number three? Yes, sir. What do you got? Um, CCR, Born on the Bayou. So I just love this dude's voice, John uh, Fogerty. Yeah, yeah. So I good. didn't know his name. Mm-hmm. And this song in particular almost kind of like got a blue, a lot of blues elements. Yes. It's considered southern rock, if you know, if we really which, put a genre on it. Right. Which I love blues. Um, so that's I think yeah. why I gravitate towards this. Yeah, I mean, most southern rock I'm not really into, such as the Leonard Skinnerds or right. you know that that group of of sound. But I really do love CCR, which stands for Credence Clearwater Revival. There we go. So yeah, <laughs> you thought you were about to trip. No, me no, I just heard you didn't say the whole name in the intro there, so I, I didn't know if you wanted to say it now. But uh, <laughs> yeah, CCR is dope. Um, John Fogerty is amazing. Um, good uh, Alabama Marsh music, you know what I yeah, mean? Man. Yeah, man. Got them gators. Got them gators. Going to listen to some CCR. And gators and bow rounds. Some cook up. I'm going to cook up some gator. You know what bow rounds are? I have no idea. <laughs> what the hell is that? Bow jangles. Bow oh, rounds. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Anyway. Well, yeah, we're very far removed from that culture, clearly. Well, but, uh, you, you might be. I am. I definitely am a city... I want to call it city boy. I'm a suburban kid. My uh, girlfriend's... Dad lives kind of down there in South Carolina, okay. which isn't, I mean, no, it's Louisiana, they would consider that the South. Damn. It's not the deep South, but it's the South. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's pretty much the same. And it is really weird to think that those people down here, and then us people up here north, mm-hmm. are living in the same country. Mm-hmm. Oh, voting for the same people well, because that's one different because, discussion. <laughs> well, yeah, and I'm not. I don't want to get into politics, no. but. Um, it is weird because mm-hmm. 
it is just totally two different entities. And sure. you and like, for example, me being from Ohio and my girlfriend, we go down south and stay down there because we, when we go down, we go down for a couple weeks. Yeah. Every time. And people just know we're not from oh, there. Oh, so they totally. They can just smell it. But they don't it hate you away. for it. The oh, Southern no, hospitality is. No, it, no, it's well, not where what you, are. you think, man. And in today's current climate. Well, it, like I said, it depends where you are. For example, my mom lives in Raleigh, North Carolina. Right. And the people in Raleigh are extremely friendly to anybody who's not from Raleigh. Right. And that's the South. It's not the Deep South, but it's the South. And it's a transplant city, but it's. It depends where you go. Now, if you're in Fayetteville, North Carolina, okay, then yeah, you're going to be dealing with that. Right. So, for example, if you're in um, Charleston, South Carolina, it's very similar to Raleigh in that respect. If you're in Columbia, South Carolina, watch your back. So yeah, it's just it's weird. mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, and people down there they could smell it a mile away. But Mm -hmm. anyway. Your number three. Oh, my number three. All right. Uh, caught me off guard this time. My number three is Ian's favorite band of all time. This is Queen with. Oh, gee. Don't I, I got to leave the room. <laughs> Don't stop me now. Don't stop me. Because I'm having a good time. Having a good time. I'm a shooting star leaping through the sky like a tiger defying the laws of gravity. I'm a racing car. Yeah, I don't know how you can hate this band. Like, how everybody loves God, Queen. it's just fucking annoying, man. Everybody loves Queen. Not everybody, dude. Oh, except for you. They're literally Maybe. 6,999,999,999 people that like Queen, and then there's you. Dude, I don't <laughs> care, man. I, I, I Have you seriously, seen the movie I'm Bohemian not even Rhapsody, saying that. by the way? Hell no! Of Why would not. I go see that, dude? Well, because it could change your perspective a little bit. I don't think so. But. I I already know, and I know a lot about the band. All right, so Freddie Mercury. And, and my problem wh- is it just for the record. Okay. Before you continue, my problem is not with the band. Okay. I mean, the the you know I I respect what they have. Sure, done, I understand. But god damn, it's like knives into my ears. But okay, unbiased opinion. Freddie Mercury, super talented. Yes or no? course okay the guy can sing like literally no one on this entire planet has ever sung ever serious like that's that's how i feel was i supposed to have a response i don't know (laughs) (laughs) but that's how i feel about it like the dude's an alien he came over from mars and he just decided to sing and like he's like i just insane and of course the ones that are the best we lose very young that's just how it works um rest in peace little pete yeah, I wasn't. I, I would never say Little Peep and Freddie like Mercury Peep, in the same sentence. Uh, ever? Ever? No, that's blasphemous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't yeah. Know, you're, man. You're, you're losing a lot of our 40s and 50s listeners right now. Um, the point being, Queen is amazing. Everything <laughs> they do is amazing. Um, and Brian May on guitar, you would respect his amazing guitar. You're going to ask you about everyone in the band. You <laughs> no, I won't, but you like, just want to go down the list right now. <laughs> <laughs> 
Because <laughs> I feel it. You, you, you got them eyes. You got I'm them eyes. I'm very triggered by the fact that you don't like Queen. It's so hard to believe. It's like you're punking me and it's just this I feel like you're going to tie, tie me up and then start beating me and torturing me until you... Well, it, the answer is already there. No, I understand. I get it. I mean, I don't get it, but I get that you feel that way. So... Whatever. There's nothing I can say to convince convince you otherwise. It's just it's just so hard to believe. That's all it is. And everybody says that. Yeah. But it's still, man. Let's move on to number two, or else I'm gonna like blow a fuse. So what is your <laughs> what is your number two? Um, you'll like this. Okay. Jimi Hendrix. Guess what song? Purple Haze. Damn, you're good. <laughs> I might have may or may not have seen your list before. Duh. All right, Jimi <laughs> Hendrix, Purple Haze. It's Purple Haze. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's a Jimi Hendrix experience, by the way. It's not just yeah. Jimi Hendrix. The Jimi Hendrix experience. Yeah, I always forget that. It's okay. But I, th- I think most people probably <laughs> They do, because he's the front man of the band. Right. But well, that's like, it's like Bob Marley and the Whalers. It's not just Bob Marley, but right. a lot of people, you know. Well, shit, man. The whole goddamn band is good. I mean. Hell yeah. And um, Jimi Hendrix. Dude, Woodstock I mean, 69. Yeah, what, what can I even, what honestly can I sit here and say? That people don't already know. One of the greatest guitarists of all time, easily. But everybody knows that. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Here's one for you. Did you know that since Jimi Hendrix was left-handed, and that was before they made left-handed guitars, Okay. he turned the guitar around. Okay. He turned it around with his straps. So Wait. That, he's left-handed? Yes. Okay. So he turned the guitar around so that normally when you play guitar, the strings that are closest to your face are the low strings. Mm-hmm. He did it so the high strings are closest to his face. It changed where he puts his hands because he's a left-handed person. But it also changes the way you even think about playing guitar. So no, as a guitarist, knowing that he did that and still sounding ridiculous, imagine if they would have made left-handed guitars back then. Oh, shit. I can't even, even think about what he would have been able to man. do. Yeah. So you didn't know that. No, I didn't know that. And I bet you a lot of people probably didn't. Probably not. So there's, also, there's Did you know that he choked on his own vomit? That's how he died. That kind of sucks. I knew that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't say anything bad about Jimi Hendrix. Although, all along the Watchtower is my personal favorite Jimi Hendrix song. Yeah. Uh, Little Wing. I mean, they're all they're all. <laughs> Did you just say Little Wayne? Little Wing. <laughs> Little Wing. <laughs> Little Wayne. Get money. Well, you already mentioned Little Peeps, so I was like, oh, is he having like Little Tourette's right now? No, I heard. I was listening. Yeah, to no, Little Wing's good. Yeah. Yeah, I was listening to Z one hundred and seven nine this morning. They had Black Tony on there, and they were talking about some about get hustling, get money, and <laughs> I have had Little Wayne stuck in my head all day. So that right. Little Wayne, <laughs> I got you though. No, Jimi Hendrix, amazing. I top three guitarists of all time. Uh, so yeah, nothing else to say about that. Um, my number two is Billy Idol, White Wedding. Sister, who's your superman? Hey, little sister, shotgun. It's a nice day to start a day. 
It's a nice day for a white wedding It's a nice day to start again Dude, Billy Idol is like my idol like dude the dude's crazy so good i, I want to see him live he actually uh performed at one of the danny wimmer presents festivals really couple, i, I didn't even know ago. you liked him oh my god and i was pissed you know the whole story about when he came to the vortex vortex yeah in akron what yeah so okay wait what yeah <laughs> so there's this kid right when i entered the rave scene before i knew you it's like 2012 i want to say DJ Akuma? Yeah, that was me. And there was this kid that had his birthday party. I want to say his name was like Tyler or something. He had his birthday party at the Vortex. And he was like a pretty... And by the way, the Vortex, if those don't know, is a very... That's a dive club right there. It used to be... Okay, let Although, me give, check let out me my band a, uh, next week at the Vortex. <laughs> <laughs> let me give a quick description of the Vortex you, for Andrew. the people who who don't know. Right, I yeah. love Andrew <laughs> and, and Kaylee. Um, yeah. Anyway... It used to be a formal, former strip club, mm-hmm. and then it's kind of attached to this other entity all as one building, but the other entity is a um, porno DVD store. Mm-hmm. Toys. Toys mm-hmm. and DVD, whatever. I've never been there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the, the Vortex, the, the concert club, has been a staple in the music scene for a while, especially... Back when dubstep and stuff was going on, yep. um, the Vortex was kind of the place to be, but this place is, the floors are um, checkered, like, checkered mm-hmm. like the white and black checkers. Like you can tell where the poles kitchen. used to be. You can tell where the poles mm-hmm. used to be, and every wall is had, just has nothing but mirrors. Yes. And it's, <laughs> and it's very... It's oh, just, and don't get me started on the bathrooms. Yeah, you just... You have to know. I mean, it's a staple of the act. My first rave was ever there. It was the Wednesday Weekly with Nate Woodruff. That was good Oh, times. man. Shout out, Nate. I love Sa- Nate. Shout out, Nate. And Sonia. And my uh, band, Audience of Rain, is opening for Line of Defense September 20th at the Vortex. <laughs> so come check us out. <laughs> um, anyways, <laughs> so this kid, I can't remember his name. If you Tyler. are listening to this, I, I want to say it was a Tyler, but I'm not sure. I don't think I'm friends with him anymore on Facebook. But he had his birthday party. And it was a it was a good lineup, like a lot of DJs that a lot of local DJs. No, no, Slave was on that bill and a couple others, and Tyler Swan and and oh, such. Yeah. And we w- and I was like, I was gonna go, but then I was like, I don't really want to just listen to other DJs tonight. I'm just gonna go hang out at home. Come to find out that this kid who had this birthday party is family friends with Billy Idol, who showed up and took pictures with everybody. Wait. At the vortex. <laughs> I'm trying I'm to not kidding. I'm trying to picture this in my head. Yes, Billy Idol. Yep, came to the vortex. <laughs> yeah, ask Andrew. I'm sure he tell, could tell you about it. But dude, I would have shit the fuck. Oh, I, the next morning when I woke up and I saw the pictures on Facebook, I was like, "You've got to be kidding me!" I could have met Billy fucking Idol, and I didn't because my stupid self wanted to stay home. Just didn't feel like t- sounds that's like karma. A, sounds like a very Ryan Cat oh, thing. Oh, totally, and it's karma because I, you know, I should have went out and supported my friends that were DJs, and I was just starting out. I was like, oh fuck this. And you're like, damn, those aren't real instruments. Yeah, that, that's always <laughs> been a thing. <laughs> <laughs> I digress. Billy Idol uses real instruments now. 
But uh, <laughs> this song, White Wedding, is just so amazing. Uh, it was hard between this and Rebel Yell, but I love White Wedding. Um, just a cool dude. A true icon, rock star, like amazing everything. Just transcends generations. Everybody knows Billy Idol songs, you know? Mm-hmm. And and I don't, again, it's kind of like Queen, except for in your case, but I don't know too many people that don't like Billy Idol. Do you like Billy Idol? He's all right. Yeah, exactly. You don't I like don't, hate him. No. No, right. I don't, just, I don't feel about him like I do Queen. Well, that's good. So I, I tolerate your number two. Good. I'm glad. So that's, <laughs> that's my number two. I just love Billy Idol for those that know. Number one. Devo. Gates of Steel. So, um, you know, being from Akron. Devo from Akron. Yep. It's funny because they uh, got booed or something away from Akron. Didn't come back for many, many, many years. Really? Uh, yeah, because mm. people threw stuff at them on stage. You know where this was? And then they went to California, got big. I I can't remember where it was. So I know they played at the Agora plenty of times. They played at a lot of other stables in but Akron. But then they, it took them years sure. to come back in the... Well, the city we treat like the Black Keys a lot better now. Well, I wonder why. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. No, I mean, these guys, Mark Mothersbaugh. Beast. Is like a fucking genius, really. And um, I was just actually reading their Wikipedia, and I did not know that they kind of, the Whip It video, mm-hmm. which I hate the song Whip mm-hmm. It, by the way, which is obviously their most popular sure. song. Um, with that video it kind of started the whole music video trend mm-hmm. in general, which is interesting because I didn't even know that. Yeah, it's one of the first on MTV. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Mark Mothersbaugh does like paintings and shit too. He's just mm-hmm. fucking Quiz question talented. for you. Okay. What 90s cartoon did he write the theme song for? 90s? 90s. Nickelodeon cartoon. Nickelodeon. If not you don't Rocket. know this, you don't know this because it's going to blow your mind. It's not Rocket Power, is no. it? No. Rugrats. That was, I yeah, almost was said Mother's that. Ball. Is, yeah. I knew it started with... And the, he continued. I think he did the Jimmy Neutron theme, a couple others. Like he, He's done yeah. a lot of a lot cartoon of type... Because he, he has a really good way of making that like quirky you know, kind of sound. Right. So, yeah. And by the way, another fun fact for you. My wife's alma mater, Woodridge High School. That's where they went to high school. Yep. Down the street. So yep. Pretty right cool. down the street. Yep. So yeah, I like Devo. I have nothing to say yeah. about them. For those who don't know who Devo is, it's the dudes that wear the the, the, the the red cones on their heads, essentially. And they have a they have a very cult, oh big time like following. And actually, again, going back to my grandfather Ron, I you know, we got the shirts, the stickers on the <laughs> fridge, the magnets, everything. Oh yeah, and like, do this they is, still perform? Uh, yeah. Okay. Actually, yeah, every once in a while. I know Mother's um, Ball has done some solo things, but I don't know if the group right. themselves. And they've been working with, um, I I believe, what's that 
pedal company out of Akron. Uh, the one that you know. I don't know. Oh, them. man. They're really good. I can't yeah. remember the name right now. Um, Earthquaker Devices. Okay. But um, they're, I mean, they're from Akron. Just very Akron-based, very cool. Um, but it's one of the, I think Devo was actually some of the first records I even ever heard, mm-hmm. period. Mm-hmm. So that Very one cool. song, Working in a Coal Mine. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. A lot of new wave, 80s type of stuff. I love it. Even the late 70s, early 80s. But Okay, my number one is the greatest guitarist of all time, Stevie Ray Vaughan, Texas Flood. So that tone, I've tried to replicate over and over. I know exact his exact pedal board, exact amps, everything, and it's still so hard to do, just because he just has such a signature tone. Um, but Stevie Ray Vaughan, someone that we talked about last episode who tragically died early in a private plane crash in 1992, or 1990, I'm sorry. Um, again, I think he is the best guitarist of all time. I think it goes, for me... It goes Steve Ray Vaughan one, Jeff Beck two, Jimi Hendrix three. That's just how 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 I have it. But um, a god among men, and the fact that he could sing and do these things at the same time, because I I watch his his live videos, and they, they sound like they're better than the recordings. It's incredible. Right. Some bands just have that. Yeah, it's just uh, amazing. And I, I I can't remember who this is. Somebody told me a story. A close friend of mine, close friend of mine's dad. Actually, I know who it is, Mr. Lieber. Um, my buddy's dad had the opportunity to go see either Stevie Ray Vaughan, who was up and coming at the time, or ZZ Top headlining at Blossom. He chose ZZ Top. Stevie Ray Vaughan, great career, died. Oops. Uh, not that Stevie, ZZ Top's a bad band to see, but you can still see ZZ Top. You can't still see Stevie. No one knows that at the time, but that's just someone that's oh, so iconic, so classic, everything and it's blues. It's to, Let's be real. I mean, it's classic rock. It's in that era, but it's blues music and he is second to only B.B. King when it comes to blues. I'd agree. So, um, I just, just wish he was still around to bless us with his amazing talents. That's all I have to say about my number one, just because it's so pure and so good every way so does that wrap it up yep uh, right. be sure to see audience rain september <laughs> 20th look at him the vortex. plug in my band the vortex opening for line of defense line of defense yeah <laughs> anyways um all right that wraps it up guys uh we have one more week of this can you believe it we've gone through seven of our eight part series um our final week is Guilty Pleasures. That'll be fun because it'll be a lot of I know. Laps. Your li- list is all going to be in sync. No. Actually, I like in sync. Just got <laughs> paid. Money, money, money. Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. you. We both wish we could be JT, let's be honest. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. JT's awesome, man. Yeah. So, no, it won't be in sync. 
Well, it might be insane, but I don't know. But it's going to be good. Guilty Pleasures, like I said before, is essentially songs we are embarrassed to like or our friends are embarrassed for us uh, that we like it. So um, that'll be a fun, very eclectic countdown, I'm assuming. Um, so with that being said, we're out. <laughs> <laughs>